Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, and welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. Glad to be here. We are very glad to be here. It's good to be back. And we are just trucking right along in Lent. I'm your host, Brother Elijah DeLello. With me, the fearless Father Anthony Tinker. And the very wise Father Peter Teresa McConnell. He's back. He's back. And we are... We are a thirst for some wisdom from you today. Oh, a thirst Father. is my soul. Well, I, am, <laughs> I hope I can satiate yes. and quench your thirst. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Father spent the last 20 days in the desert <laughs> uh, fasting and, and battling the enemy. My so beard he's... Is, is wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Preparing for this podcast yes. in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Just for you. I mean, you would be hard pressed to find any other pod- podcast where where your where your hosts spend time in the desert just preparing for one episode. He so was intensely. in a sense he was on a spiritual desert. I mean, not, uh, desert might have been the right. He was on he was on a retreat. Yeah, he was certainly sure. with the Lord. He was yeah. he was doing battle, and he was there was there were some was... barren wastelands I found <laughs> deep in my heart and soul. Amen. Amen. He invited Amen. the Lord in. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. So, Father Anthony. Maybe before we, we get into our, our topic that we're today, maybe if we could just give a little overview of what we've covered thus far, just on our, our Lenten journey, uh, and then we'll introduce our, our topic for today uh, in our journey as we continue with, with our Holy Father Francis. Yeah, so we are, we're journeying with St. Francis. I think it's kind of our theme is, is how to do Lent Maybe with St. Francis. I don't want to say like St. Francis because I don't think any of us could do that. People might die. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. He did a, He did 40 days when he had like one loaf of bread the entire 40 days. So, yeah. Um, but but Lent with St. Francis, despite, you know, the fact that, that these ideals that he, he is able to to perform these great penances, uh, most of us can't do. Um, we can still imitate the virtue he has, imitate the great uh, heart he has for the Lord. And so we've been going through the the friends. We introduced him in particular. We've kind of been telling his story throughout these times, but we've been really um, focused on the four charisms of the Franciscan order. And so we talked through metanoia, that is conversion of life, how there's a call for us to, to conversion, in particular that interior conversion, conversion of the heart. We talked about poverty, kind of letting go, of the things of this world, letting go of the things we're attached to. Um, and, and not just, again, poverty of the heart, not just the external poverty, but poverty of the heart. What am I attached to that's not of God that I need to let go of? And then we moved into contemplation, prayer, the importance of prayer. Um, I might have mixed those last two up in order, but uh, we did in, in some order of those three. <laughs> I think it was that, that order. We talked about prayer and this importance, especially in the Lenten season, to move into um, contemplation of God and the things of God. And especially we have the, the Stations of the Cross. That's very Franciscan um, to do the Stations. The Franciscans care for the Holy Land sites. The Stations of the Cross developed from that journey of Jesus um, in, the, in Jerusalem. And, uh, and so we imitate that in this journey of Lent, this pilgrimage we are on in this Lenten journey, this pilgrimage in which we're asking St. Francis to hold our hand and help lead and guide us. And, and talked about the importance of prayer and contemplation of, of God, in particular of his passion in this Lenten season. So that's where we are. We've done three of those charisms and moving into the fourth one today. And so today we're going to talk about uh, fraternitas or fraternity, the communal life uh, of, the, of the brothers of, of, of Francis. Uh, but before we go there, Father Peter Teresa, 
since we, we yes we did it is it is wisdom be attentive <laughs> be wisdom, attentive be attentive the doors the doors if you could maybe uh since we 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 weren't able to to have you with us the last two weeks just any any insights or Anything to help uh, our, our viewers, our viewers who are not watching anything, but our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> our viewers, uh, our maybe listeners. This is Actually, maybe we'll be yeah, I was, one I was. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, I gotta be careful what I prophesy out loud. Um, just on poverty and, and prayer, anything just to, to help uh, our especially any insights of things we didn't talk about these past two weeks. Yeah, because we really I was listening <laughs> so diligently. I was one of your viewers. I was viewing the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I didn't hear anything you said, but I was yes. watching it. Um, oh, I feel very poor right now. <laughs> um, wow, I was ready for fraternity talks. So I wasn't ready for these two. Uh, let me see. Uh, I think just the poverty is certainly the thing that really has struck me about St. Francis. Uh, it's something that is always just so convicting um, every time you kind of come back to him. And, and and it was one of the things that just drew me to him was just the radical nature in which he left everything behind to follow the Lord. And and that that took on a very strong material form. Um, but, but I think that there's also just a, a real deep spiritual reality to that as well, that... Uh, the Lord wants to, and and if we let Him, we'll take everything from us. Uh, and and we can think of our, our Lady as well in this. Uh, and we can journey with her in Lent, where 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 the, everything was taken from the Lord. His good name was taken from Him. Um, his reputation was taken from Him. Uh, and and He just all He had was His relationship with the Father um, and, and and the Holy Spirit. So I think for me that that's kind of just where, where where poverty always leads, and and we need the material, the physical, concrete expression of that, the simplicity of life, um, to get us not not an end of itself, but to get us in touch with our dependence, um, where we are totally dependent, and and we can trick ourselves in our modern world with all of our our gizmos and gadgets and and technologies, and and we don't need anyone really, um, because we have all these things to, to take care of us and insulate us, but, but we are really, really dependent on the Lord for everything, and, and he can take everything, and, and Francis uh, blazes that trail courageously and, and asks us to fall after him, so um, yeah, I think Francis is, is uh, he's always just a huge inspiration for me in that regard. <clears throat> Amen. And uh, it's, you know, even as I've been kind of looking back over some of our rule. I'm going to read a little bit from this today just to kind of kick us off, but um, that these things are, are are so kind of, you know, bound up with each other, mm-hmm. you know, the, yes. the, the conversion of life, the poverty, the prayer, and then today the fraternity. Um, and so this is actually from, this is from the, the rule. This is from one of St. Francis's writings. Um, and he, he talks about, um, uh, just kind of lays out very simply um, just some just some rules and, and, and some scriptures for, for how the brothers are to live in fraternity. And he says, because God loves us, the brothers and sisters should love each other. For the Lord says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Let them manifest their love for each other in deeds. With confidence, let them make known their needs to one another so that each can find and offer to the other that which is necessary. Blessed are those who love the others when they are sick and unable to serve. 
as much as when they are healthy and of service to them. Whether in sickness or in health, they should only want what God wishes for them. For all that happens to them, let them give thanks to our Creator. So fraternity. Let's talk a little bit about that, fathers. Mm -hmm. Who wants to kick that off? Um, well, well, I was inspired by, by your reading, and it's very appropriate because it's, it's just kind of how we end our time with St. Francis. We've talked through his life up until his stigmata, which happened a year before he died, and then his death. I, and, uh, I know, and there's other probably things to talk about in this great aspect of fraternity, but his death, to me, is such a beautiful witness of Franciscan fraternity. Because mm. um, here he is. He wants to go back to Assisi, his hometown, and he wants to particularly to go back to the Porziuncola, the first church that he built. Um, the church that for him was the the mother uh, church of all the Franciscan order. We saw Our Lady, called Our Lady of the Angels, a mm. place where, where he felt that the angels of God, Our Lady, uh, had a particular blessing down upon. And he, there he is, and he actually, he wants to be stripped naked, mean <laughs> of poverty, um, and laid on the ground, on the bare ground. He went facing Assisi. Which, to which he gives a final blessing. There's other things. He has the, the brothers read him a gospel. And, yeah, and he gospel actually writes the, the last part of the canonical of creatures mm. um, about death, um, sister death, who he's inviting in. Um, and, and that's the first thing I want to point to is that, that for him, sister death, mm-hmm. that for him, fraternity um, was this, this, was this beautiful aspect of reaching out to his brothers, but also just all of creation because it was from God, that he ultimately wanted fraternity, wanted communion with God. And then from that, he saw the divine spark in everything. So whatever it was, um, it was not God for him, um, but it's not, But he saw God through it. And so even as death approached, he was welcoming death as, as a sister, uh, that he could fraternally embrace this sister because he knew that, that she was um, the means for him to go and have ultimate fraternity communion with God. Um, but... Uh, in that, he's got his brothers around him, in this this uh, um, uh, crying, wailing. Some of them never mm. seen the stigmata before, mm-hmm. and here he is, stripped naked. They're seeing the stigmata for mm. the first time. How much he's actually suffered, um, and, and how much he's actually been through. And and there's this this beautiful aspect of fraternity as the brothers gather around him. They they read the scriptures with him, and 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 they pray with him, and uh, and he continues to give them advice. And this just beautiful, I think, aspect of the 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 fellowship that we need in our fraternal life that we can't do it on our own yeah um that we just we can't and I, hopefully lent has been a time for you <laughs> no it's been for me where i realized i just can't do it on my own mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I i can't bear the burdens of life without help ultimately the help of god the grace of god but mm-hmm. even uh my brothers in christ and my sisters in christ who can help me to, to carry the cross each and every day, to support me, to encourage me, whether it is you know, brothers in the fraternity who we're all doing our penance together and maybe days I don't want to do penance, you know, yeah. don't want to do the Lenten fast. It's like, yeah. oh, no, the brother's <laughs> cooking a Lenten dinner anyway, so I'm kind of forced to do it. Um, or just the people of God who are so <laughs> encouraging to, to, continue to continue to persevere, continue to get yeah. up each and every day. That this beautiful aspect of fraternity that I can't do it on my own. Right? I need God ultimately, but I need my brothers in Christ to help me. And I think we really see that in the death of St. Francis as his brothers gather around him and even helped him to welcome death, this sister death to be with him at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm really glad that you brought up his canticle of creatures because uh, I, I do think that you you see Francis's fraternal spirit and fraternal heart. And, and 
this canticle of creatures is you know the, his his famous song poem where he's talking about um and where we get the the title from that famous movie i think it was from like the 70s brother son and sister moon and so he's praising the lord for for for, for through brother son and praising the lord through sister moon and, and brother fire and sister water and sister death and <clears throat> and and it's not like francis is some precursor or forerunners to like modern day hippies you know? <laughs> it's just like right on dude like what's up bro you know and uh like yeah we're just brother and sister with everything like we're all one and this sort of um pantheistic or uh you know pagan or or, or a hippie way that's just not francis at all um and and part of francis's genius is is to recognize that that we all come from god uh, so then that we are all then related um and and that line you led for you read for us brother um that 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 they should show that they are members of the same family uh, that we're all members of the same family that that because Christ has come and taken on human flesh um, and and Christ has died for all for everyone um, that and then when now we who are in Christ now um, by virtue of our baptism um, that in a mystical way as a part of his body then we are in communion with everything that he has created uh, Saint John tells us that um, in the beginning was the word and, and, and the word was God and the word was with God and everything was made through the word that everything was made through Christ we are now in Christ we are now in communion with everything, um, and we are now brothers and sisters with one another, um, and and also then with creation. So we can rightly say, brother sun and sister moon, and, and brother fire and sister water, and and brother wind and sister death, and um, and he wants his community to be called the little brothers, um, the lesser brothers, um, that he wants them to be known as as brothers, and and I was just I was just telling the the brothers this earlier this week that um that because you are a christian um uh, that you're not allowed to call anyone a stranger anymore uh, that everyone's your brother um and we see this in the gospel that uh, when when they ask the lord, lord who is who is my brother um and and jesus gives us the the parable of the good samaritan that, that our enemies are our brothers uh, that creation in some way that we are related to and so um there is this deep, deep mystery of as we enter more deeply into God, we enter more deeply into communion with him, but then also with everything. Um, and I think Francis, as we've come to realize in our journey thus far, is, was in deep, deep communion with God. And, and then that was the basis for then his communion with all of creation. We did um, a couple of, of missions recently. And so we would go into the, the classrooms with the kids. And uh, some of the questions that they would ask, a lot of them were, were similar. And one that would come up a lot was, you know, what's the difference between a brother and a friar mm -hmm. or, or a brother and a priest? Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that, you know, kind of was striking me a little bit as I was even explaining it, because I don't think about it a whole lot, right. but um, even as, as you fathers are, are priests, that you're still brothers yes. as friars. So could you maybe just parse that out a little bit? And the fact that, 
you know, Francis wanted to be called brother. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we call each other brother and kind of like the deeper meaning of that. Well, it, it drove my mother nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we were part of the T-Watch. She's like, how do I tell the priests apart from the brothers? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's father this and that's brother that. And she'd yeah. be like, well, how do I tell them apart? And I'm like, yeah. well, just, you can tell like, call everybody brother. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what else to say, just say brother, say friar. Yeah. Um, you don't, you, and that's the pr- purpose of it, that we all dress the same. There's mm-hmm. no distinction in our dress and our garb um, when we're out out and about between the brothers and the, and the priests, because we're all brothers. We're mm-hmm. all in that this beautiful fraternity. Um, and, and why is this important, you know, for for us for Lent? Why, why is this so important? I think that question is so beautiful. Um, uh, and not just because you know we we need help, which I think is a primary importance, but but in the reality that um, that there's just this humility that comes. And recognizing we're all just lesser brothers, like mm-hmm. like you said, Father Peter Teresa, we're we're all just we're, like you can't no, you can't call someone else, you know, you're a stranger anymore mm-hmm. um, because we're Christian. Mm-hmm. That there's this this beautiful aspect, especially um, as uh, you know, there was this beautiful on on the 25th, the Pope consecrates the world, mm-hmm. the world, each and every individual, and the Church, and especially Russia yeah. and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That in that, there's this, this consecration that, that her, Our Lady, her heart, that we're all in her heart, mm. each and every person. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you in particular, you are in her heart, in the Lord's heart, you know, which, which we have to accept. You know, that could, sometimes is the hardest thing. Like, okay, everybody else is in the Lord's heart, but mm-hmm. me, like, you know, how could he love me? So first, I'm in the Lord's heart. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, and then everyone else around me is in the Lord's heart. He loved us. He loved yeah. us enough to create us, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, and that should strengthen us in our Lenten journey. That should help us um, to be able to to do things. One is to to reach out when we're in need. And this in mm. this humility, because because again, we're all brothers. And in that, like I can reach out to a brother when I'm when I'm struggling, right? Not just physically struggling, like man, I don't want to do the penance today, but but just emotionally going through a hard time, loss yeah. of a loved one, uh, you know, difficult time, uh, and whatever the case may be, that 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 we just reach out to our brothers. And in being in this fraternity, all you know, all, all in this religious garb, while taking these vows, is to say, "I'm your brother. I'm with you in this, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. In that, we as Christians, I'm with you in this. Your per- fellow parishioners, I'm with you in this. Your pastor, I'm with you in this, um, because we need like we, it, it, we're all in the Lord's heart together, and we need each other. Um, and in this Lenten journey, when things get hard, reach out to your brothers, reach out to the, the, your brothers and sisters in Christ to help you, because." Um, we're not alone. And that's what Francis did. Yeah. Um, going back to his death, one of the beautiful parts I didn't mention earlier, mm. which I love so much, is he's laying there naked, and one of his brothers comes up to him and says, um, Francis, I-, I offer you this tunic, uh, which is mine, that that you might borrow it at this time. you know, And I give it to you um, that you might wear it out of holy obedience. And Francis is crying while he's putting it on because it's like, good, I'm, I'm still, like, I don't own anything. Like, mm-hmm. this is Lady Poverty. This isn't even my habit I'm dying yeah. in. It's one of my brother's habits, yeah. um, speaking of the habit. And and into like, I'm doing it out of holy obedience. And why do I find that so beautiful? Because his brother, like, saw it, this guy in, in need. Like, what is just like, I want to stay faithfully in poverty. It's what I've been asked to do by God to be a yeah. witness to the world of this thing, embrace Lady Poverty. And my brother's letting me do it even at the end. Um, and, and that our brother saw a brother in need. Yeah. And even though he was a saint, it's like, well, he wanted to be naked. He's a saint. Just do what this says, right? <laughs> right, right. It's right. like, no, my heart and my compassion says what he really wants right now is not to be naked. What he really wants is to say, I'm bringing nothing with me when I die. Yeah. And so I can help him in that and not have him lay there naked, right. but just say, it's my it's my habit. You can wear. Yeah. 
Um, and, and when we see each other, we've got to, it's important, like reach out, like make a phone call, you know, yeah. like, who do you know who might need a phone call today? Mm-hmm. Um, or you might just, you know, I just got to check on this person uh, or who might need a visit um, that, that, that sometimes, and people might say like, oh no, I want to be naked right now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, they said they want to be naked. It's like, well, no, that's not what they really want. Right, what they really want is that fraternal embrace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to help them in that because sometimes people we close our hearts off, even to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. No, what you said about about your mother, I've just what, how how can I tell the difference between the brothers and the fathers? And uh, and I think I think your insight is, is 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 so right on that. Well, it's intentional that you can't. Um, and the idea is that our our Franciscan vocation and our Franciscan identity takes a level of primacy where we're all Franciscans first, that in our life we come and we join the community and there's the first two years are just learning how to be a friar, how to live the life and all of those things. And, and you learn our way of life, you learn about St. Francis, you learn our rule and all these different things. And then after that, if you feel called to the priesthood, then you begin to study for that. Um, but not everyone feels called to the priesthood and you don't have to become a priest if you become a friar and so so then the so then the priestly vocation is then born out of the franciscan identity uh, so you are a franciscan priest the franciscan first in in a sense um so so yeah we look the same and uh and we probably talk the same and, and uh, we actually really look the same. Everyone yeah. can't keep, we, we all have glasses and beards and short hair. <laughs> oh yeah. I, <laughs> no one can even like tell us apart by uh so, uh, so, so yeah, but there, there's just uh so there's a little bit of way to, to explain the distinction, but, um, but yeah, but there's a way in which when you become a father, uh, a priest that then, then your, your relationship does change. You know, you you are now called to give sacraments and, and counsel in, in a way and, and, and hear confessions and these different things. But um, but you're still a brother. You'll always be a brother. Um, and so that, that's, that's such a gift. So let's get into this next part of the rule because this is the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I think, will be, you know, uh, maybe some practical things for Lent that, that maybe some of y'all can can pray and, and, and work through. But, um, yeah, I think it was St. Saint, Saint Catherine of Siena that our Lord said to her that, you know, one of the primary ways to grow in virtue is through love of neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so, you know, for us in community, I know that, you know, that's, it's certainly, it's certainly a way that the Lord kind of draws us deeper and deeper to be, you know, sanctified and stripped is that we have to learn how to, understand each other um, and to kind of like lay aside a lot of times our own, you know, initiatives and things that we think are right or whatever it might be to really have that, that conversation. Um, and then also to be able to, you know, uh, be humble enough to, to take responsibility for when we were at our fault. Right. Um, but the second part of the rule, it says if discord caused by word or deed should occur among them, they should immediately and humbly ask forgiveness of one another even before offering their gift of prayer before God. If anyone seriously neglects the form of life, all profess the minister or others who know of it are to admonish that person. Those giving the admonishment should neither embarrass nor speak evil of the other, but show great kindness 
Let all be carefully attentive not to become angry or upset because of another's sin. For anger and disturbance impede love in themselves and in others. Now, I don't know about you, but <laughs> there's, there's some challenges here. Yeah. So how can we, you know, um, how can we maybe live, live this out? What are some practical steps, even just in our relationships? You know, a lot of our, our listeners and, and family life with our spouses, with our kids, with, you know, whoever it might be. <clears throat> yeah, I think the scripture, speak the truth in love. That we really need to speak the truth. Um, that there's times where we have to, to speak the truth of a situation, the truth of, uh, uh, hey, like you're in error, right, by what you're doing. Um, but it has to be in love. Um, in fact, don't do it until you can do it from a place of love. You have a, somebody in your family, a kid, for a lot of people, they're not going to church anymore, right? And, and the temptation might be like to hassle them, to be passive aggressive, to make these side comments, um, to kind of be like, oh, we're not going to church, you know? Or like, or like, or, or just like, did you go to church? Did you go to church this week? You know, I tried to, but but to do it from a place of love, not like you, you need to do this because I think you need to do this, but really, I love you so much. I love you so much that I long for you to come back to the Eucharist. Um, and when you can come to that place, not in an overly pious, like, oh yes, that's what I really long, but really in my heart, like, I love you so much that actually it hurts me. Uh, it hurts me that you're not at church. And, and then from that place of pain, of the wounded heart of Christ, where you can speak the truth honestly and lovingly, and you can speak that love to them. Um, and, and that's that's fraternal correction, to speak the truth in love. Um, one that we have to be, one, we can't just avoid it. Like, ah, it's not that big of a deal, or, or I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to ruin the relationship. Or, or we can, that's one ex- other extreme. The other is, is to speak out of anger. We got to find that middle ground where, no, I'm willing to speak the truth. I'm not going to avoid this problem, this issue that we have to talk about. Same time, I'm not going to do it from a place of anger. I'm going to do it from a place of love. I'll, I'll focus on the, the first part of that, that, sh- that paragraph from the rule where they should immediately and humbly ask forgiveness. Um, it's a really hard thing to do. <laughs> There's a great risk, and I think I think one of the reasons uh, it's it, it's a great risk because it, it's incredibly vulnerable. Uh, it's incredibly humbling to go before someone and say, "I was wrong. I did wrong. Um, I wronged you in some way," and and that's scary. Uh, it's vulnerable, and I think one of the the hard parts about it is that um, when you are that vulnerable with someone, um, the thing that then makes you safe in your vulnerability is for them to then be vulnerable in return. And and very often that just doesn't happen. Um, and so we can a lot of times want to ask forgiveness with the expectation that then the person will also do the same back. And that just doesn't happen very often. Um, and so that's really hard, you know, we were asking for forgiveness and then you're kind of waiting there like, okay, like you're not perfect either. Like your turn turn, and they don't. And you're like, well, what the heck? Like, I'm not the only screw up in this relationship. Like I'm now, let me tell you all your faults that you need to ask forgiveness for with me right now. And, uh, and so if the vulnerability is then rejected, it can be very easily become hard in our hearts and become judgmental and be like, well, look at me. I'm so good. I asked for forgiveness and this person didn't. And I'll tell you all the reasons they need to ask forgiveness for. And so, but that's not, 
It's not what the Lord asks us to do or calls us to do. It's just that all we are responsible for is ourselves. We can't control other people. We can't run their spiritual lives. We have a hard enough time running our own. <laughs> and so um, to really just ask, okay, like in, in my relationships with, with the brothers here uh, or, or with uh, my spouse or, or, or my children or whatever it is to, to say, okay, like I, 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 have, I have wronged these people in these relationships. I've acted out of my stuff. And, and I need to ask forgiveness of these things. And so, um, so I just, it's, it's, it's part of being a brother and a sister and part of being in communion that the reason that communion exists in Christ is because he forgave us. Um, and so we can be in communion with him and we ask for forgiveness and receive that from him. And then that forgiveness then opens up communion and that, human fraternity and brotherhood. Yeah. And, you know, to go back to that first part again, that, you know, Francis is basically just saying we have to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that, that's all part of it. Um, oftentimes very difficult, but then <laughs> return back to conversion, right? Um, yes. it's all, it's just a part that, that if you live this, you will, you know, you will experience conversion. You will experience conversion. You'll experience poverty. And you will need to pray. So, um, all right. Fathers. Oh, boy. It's that time. Really? It is. Uh, yeah, wow. Well, time flies. Well, Has to pass that time. When the wisdom is flowing, Father, it just, <laughs> it just, it just goes. I have so much that I haven't said yet. <laughs> well, maybe we have to do uh, another episode like this at another date. Maybe. Uh, for our viewers. For our <laughs> <laughs> yes, for our viewers. So we are in the middle of the NCAA tournament. That is correct. Yes. So, fathers, your expert opinion: Who do you think's going all the way? Well, we have to we have to have like a little clarify a disclaimer that this is being recorded. Yeah, we're not we're in the Sweet Sixteen. We just started the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, so this, this is Friday. being recorded on. But it doesn't matter, <laughs> my friends. I am I am a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> St. Peter's. I don't care if it's a bad pick. I don't care if it doesn't happen. <laughs> by I am the time this the airs, they could be eliminated. <laughs> it could be gone by the time you listen to this. I don't care. I am on the St. Peter's bandwagon. I am riding that train. Um, I have not watched a, list, a game yet, but I've seen them. Their victorious yes. uh, uh, scores, and uh, my bracket is ruined. Uh, it has been destroyed. I had Gonzaga and Arizona in the finals. That's not going to happen. Yep. So. Uh, I'm on the Peacock bandwagon, and I'm uh, I'm going for it. So as of as of our recording, Duke has just won to make it to the Elite Eight, and so I grew up a huge Duke fan. Uh, this is Coach Shashevsky's last year, so I'm I'm pulling for a swan song for Coach K, and that <laughs> the Dukies will will take it home. There you have it. These were not, these were not <laughs> expert opinions. These were just biased. Totally opinions. emotional. I don't totally know. Totally emotional. Uh, it felt it felt pretty legit to me. <laughs> okay, well, Father Peter Teresa, would you honor us with a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that your spirit come down upon all who are listening to this podcast. Lord, we ask that you just fill them uh, with your light, with your love, with your truth, and with your goodness. Uh, give them a heart of, of fraternal love and fraternal kindness, Lord, that 
that all that they meet, they would uh, see in them, their br brother and sister uh, in Christ, and that they would uh, love them uh, with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And we ask for the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. Spirit, may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.